0: Hello, friends how's it going welcome to the podcast before we get started with our show today let me remind you about a couple partners of the podcast first up prepped ready meals prepped and ready they offer healthy meals delivered straight to your door all you have to do is pop them in the microwave they're good to go they deliver in all of metro atlanta area they just partnered with a fitness app called fit genie to make deliveries even easier Go to preppedreadymeals.com. Use code BINGE10 at checkout for 10% off your order. That's B I N G E 10 uh, for 10% off your order. Everybody loves healthy meals. Everybody loves meal planning. Well, now you can do it all in one. Go check these guys out. Support them again, one more time at BINGE10 at checkout, preppedreadymeals.com. Our other friends are our friends over at Rebel Boudoir. Have you ever wanted that boudoir session and needed the little nudge? to finally do it well now you do our listeners will get an automatic discount of $100 off their session fee when they book a session with Jillian at Rebel Boudoir these sessions make an awesome unique gift for your wedding day anniversary birthday or it's just an excuse to rock that bod you've got go check out Jillian's work for reference on her Instagram at Rebel Boudoir or her website rebelboudoirstudio.com Mention us in your inquiry to get that discount. It's a great investment and an experience you definitely won't forget. And now, welcome to the show.
1: There's that beat. You know what it is? This is uh, episode one forty three of the uh, the Binge Boys podcast. I'm I'm Matt, and uh, I'm joined by your longtime host Logan Lewis. Logan, how are you?
0: Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me. Good to be back.
1: Oh yeah, (laughs) no (laughs) problem. How are you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing good. You know, just chilling. Happy to uh, stepping into a new role here. Just letting the leading the conversation.
0: Yeah, I love to. Love to let others lead the conversation, so uh, I'll let you steal. I will let you steer the sh- the ship. That's hard to say. <laughs> steer the ship, sir.
1: Yeah. Well. All right. I'll uh, take that as a as a cue to uh, jump into our first topic. Just going to run down some news stories quick, and then a little bit later on, we're going to jump into our our main topics. Um, we watched the movies Clouds and. The Trial of the Chicago 7. So we'll give you a little bit of of our thoughts on those. And then we'll talk about uh, the top 10 of this week. The top 10 animated sitcoms to sort of pair against our live action sitcoms from last week. So without further ado, Logan, are you familiar with the uh, Monster Hunter video game series? Well, you know, Matt. Uh, funny you bring that up I'm I'm not really I mean I
0: I know of them I know mm-hmm. they exist I knew when this trailer launched when I saw it I think the first time I saw it was actually the teaser popped up before a YouTube video I watched like last week and I was like okay so they're making a monster hunter movie um and that was my reaction I've never played them uh yeah I, I, I have you played them I, I've never have you
1: no i haven't i just know yeah it's one of those things i know is i think it's kind of a bigger deal in in japan i've heard some of my friends say it's just kind of grindy here or my friends here in america say it's a little grindy so just having to get the spawns you want just has to kill the same things over and over um but yeah a trailer was released for the upcoming movie starring mila jovovich can you tell i practiced that Yes. Um <laughs> and uh it looks like it's kind of a military led um action movie where they get teleported from you know our world to the world of monsters. I don't know if there's a more official name of it than that, but what were you what were your thoughts on the trailer? so I don't know about you, but I got vibes
0: of Transformers and uh I got vibes of. I don't know if you ever saw it, uh, Kong Skull Island.
1: No, uh, I didn't.
0: The, the Godzilla uh, shared universe Kong movie uh, that came out a few years ago where people travel to an island that nobody has ever discovered before and there's monsters there and giant gorillas and um, I got a very similar vibe here, although you, you did say that they get teleported to another world and they kind of show there in the trailer there's like these like relics almost that at the right time, they teleport, you know, the these this caravan of look like maybe six soldiers uh, in Afghanistan, it looks like maybe, or Egypt, yeah. who knows? I'm going to assume <laughs> that it takes place in present day. So yeah. it could have been Iraq or Afghanistan or something. Well, either way, it takes them to this monster world. And honestly, man, um, I think I'm going to go into this movie. I, I'm sure I'm going to see it. Um, I'm going to go into this movie expecting... Very, very little.
1: Yeah. Um. I. I think that's the move.
0: Yeah. I think we're gonna get um a mindless fun monster movie, which is what I like to see. Like when you go and see movies, like when you see movies like Godzilla or King Kong or yeah, you or Transformers. Even you don't go expecting an Oscar worthy film. You go for mindless popcorn. Get your buddies. Maybe sneak. Maybe sneak a beer or two into the theater and just have a good time <laughs> watching it.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Is that the vibe that you got from the trailer as well?
1: Yeah. The only, a uh, lot of good comparisons there. A lot of touch points hit with like Transformers. The only one I think you missed that I thought of was a uh, Pacific rim. Yes. You oversaw that one. Yeah. Yes. Just the teleporting, the giant monsters, but I really liked Pacific rim. So if they can, if they can hit like half a uh, half the energy of those movies, then then I'll be happy. Um, Actually, believe it or not, never seen Pacific rim.
0: Really? I know I every single time I bring it up, uh, I get trashed for it. I heard the sequel wasn't as good, but Not I've, been,
1: quite.
0: I've been told by many people that the first one is a, a damn good time, similar to the vibes that I listed earlier about an awesome monster fighting movie.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I, I think you'd really enjoy it. Maybe that'd be uh, something to hit with the run through the sp- sideshow of the Vinge Boys podcast.
0: Nice tie in there. <laughs>
1: I missed it at the top, so I had to work it in somehow. <laughs> um, speaking of working in, not my best transition, but <laughs> <laughs> um, it looks like they're going back and adding a little bit more to the saga of the TV show Dexter. Um, They're going to de- be doing a 10-episode limited series after the Finale six years ago about the hero serial killer, I guess is the best way to to call it. um Logan, have you watched Dexter? I think we talked about this. maybe not. I, th- I
0: think we briefly touched on it when Emily asked us if we had watched it so she could have posted like maybe our review of the series when they announced this. Um no. I have not seen the full series. I will say that Dexter has been for the past, I want to say two months, um, a show that I have gone back to and watched an episode or three or four Mm -hmm. for like a week and then kind of stopped because like something hot came out and Dexter, no offense to those big Dexter fans out there. It's not hot right now. I mean, it might be hot now because of the recent announcement of the continuation um but no I I haven't seen it. It's not a show so far. I'm 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 a season in. I've got I think I'm on season 2 episode 6 at the moment. And uh it's it's fine. I I yeah. haven't hit that point where I'm like, "Oh my god, I got to watch this show. My roommate, he's a huge Dexter fan." Right. And uh he keeps pushing me to try to watch it. So, it's uh it's it's on the back burner. We'll we'll talk about it more when we hit the what we're watching segment at the end of the show, but yeah, I mean what about you? Have, have you ever been a big Dexter guy? I
1: think, I think kind of like you, but I think I only gave it, you know, the one try where I got, you know, four episodes in it was like, you know, that's not the best like thing, but it's like, I could see what the show was about. I could see sort of the, the beats it was hitting. Um, but I'm just like curious about how this is going to work because I know the, the ending was really disappointing for a lot of people. Um, and I just wonder if uh, if this does work out. Will other shows that had disappointing endies, c- Game of Thrones, uh, potentially go back and uh, use it as a just try and, like another short season as like a redo?
0: That's a good long- question. I, w- I want to pose this question to you. Do you think that this show uh or okay do you think that Dexter's getting a t- continuation because the fans weren't satisfied with the end or do you think it's Showtime I think is the producer of, of Dexter I think so seeing that shows like Breaking Bad with the Aaron Paul movie or uh you know Walking Dead with its spin-off shows do you think it's seeing, okay, a lot of companies and production companies are doing reboots, spinoffs, continuations. Do you think this is them milking that because they know people want to see more Dexter? Or do you think they really truly have more story to tell?
1: Uh, I would probably go with the first that it's kind of them going with the established precedent of just sort of going back to the well on it. I mean, entertainment's been more and more sequels and remakes, just as the years go on, and especially now when I feel like budgets are probably shrunk down from where they expected them to be, they they're not going to want to, you know, green light a brand new twenty-two episode season of a brand new show. They're going to want to just use an established property, you know, um, same showrunners and writers. It says here from the previous show and just, just cash in on the goodwill that they have with maybe under the guise of, you know, knowing that there's more story to tell or, or improvements that could be made. Sure. Sure. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of telling stories, <laughs> just like all these movies are. The, 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 the transitions here are gold. Let yeah. Me yeah. That's what you're getting here. Um <laughs> So Ridley Scott's making a movie about Napoleon and Joaquin Phoenix has been cast in the role of the famously short Frenchman. <laughs> um I know Joker was a big a big movie last year and her was, you know, with the year it came out. Um so Joaquin Phoenix is definitely probably a good choice to play such a famous figure. Logan, do you have strong thoughts about about Joaquin stepping into the role of Napoleon?
0: Um, I'll say this, um I know Joaquin Phoenix uh looks at his opportunities very carefully. Um, you know, even when when he's interviewed and talked about the Joker, he wasn't super into the idea of doing a comic book movie, but he was more attached to studying the psyche of what makes the Joker so crazy. Um, so I trust that he looks at this. Well, obviously Ridley Scott's attached. So that's probably an attractive piece for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. The, the movie is supposed to apparently be called kit bag i B A G. Um, I'm looking at an article from deadline here. And um, yeah, I I don't know. It's uh, oh, it says here that the film's title is derived from the saying, quote, there is a general's staff hidden in every soldier's kit bag. And apparently the film is a original and personal look at Napoleon's origins and his swift, ruthless climb to emperor. So I I don't know. I I, I trust Joaquin will absolutely knock it out of the park, Um, especially with, again, Ridley Scott um, attached to direct uh so i'm very intrigued by this i I assume we won't see anything for quite some time on this but uh very interested to see how they how they take this on ridley scott i thought was a big sci-fi director so seeing that he's attached to do almost a i don't know if it's a biopic but like a historical yeah yeah it's it's a it's a weird move to me but hey Ridley Scott and Joaquin Phoenix. It sounds like a pretty good combo to me. What about you? What do you feel?
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm just kind of interested. I'm interested until I hear I shouldn't be, um, you know, whatever reasons that that may be, but it looks like that is going to be a heavy hitter. Whenever it comes out, we, we kept uh, movie delays off of the, off the news stories this time, probably for our own sake. So no need to, uh, (laughs) do that but something that we seem to talk about every week and did <laughs> not leave off the rundown is sony did not deny when confronted with the uh rumors of additional former spider-man andrew garfield and toby mcguire being asked are being cast in upcoming mcu spider-man 3 the direct quote from sony when asked about these rumors were Quote, those rumored castings are not confirmed. Unquote. <laughs>
0: so um this is uh this is gonna happen. Um I, I I've wanted I I wanted to leave this in I'll just say this. Binge boys and girls, like the movie delays. I think this is the last time I'm gonna cover a Spider-Man headline unless it's a confirmed Case, um, we've gotten Doctor Strange rumors and other Spider Man universe rumors and multiverse rumors. Uh, usually, where there's smoke, there's fire for sure. Um, I'm thinking that they definitely casted toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Um, if Sony wanted to steer people away, they would have just straight up been like, No, that's not happening, we're not doing that, right? Um, but they just said it's that's not confirmed. That's mm-hmm. like that's like somebody going up to Tim Cook or or at, at Apple and saying uh, there's the iPhone 12 is going to launch this year. Right. And he's like, that's not confirmed, dude. And a new iPhone comes out every year, every it, year. Yeah, ev- it's going to happen. Um, so, man, if, if this happens, it, I'm going to compare this to end game level hype where <laughs> Dr. Strange opens all the portals there at the end and all the heroes come through. If if I get to see Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland standing side by side, I might cry. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. No, that'd be awesome. Do you, do
0: you feel similarly? Are you really at this point, based off of all of the rumors we've talked about? Are you
1: really like, are you really attached to this idea? I I'm putting a lot of stock in it. I feel like even if it wasn't Sony's original plan to do this. Just all the rumors and stuff surrounding it, you know, big podcasts, like big podcasters like us, you know, speaking it into uh, existence, you know, they'd be stupid to not um, give the people at least a little bit of what they want. I, it doesn't even have to be them fighting together. Just as long as like the three of them are the three Spider-Men are in the movie together. I feel like that'd be enough to, to, to satisfy all us fans, yeah,
0: I mean, it's it's clear at this point that Sony and Marvel like working together. I mean, if they didn't, they wouldn't have signed that newer Spider-Man deal that said that Tom Holland gets to be in the Avengers movies, right? So, if and, and hey, those original Spider-Man movies, both Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, those are all technically all owned by Sony. So if yep. they want, so if they want to, they damn well could uh, do this. So um, I guess, unfortunately, uh, we're going to have to wait. However, I did see something on Twitter the other day from a source that's usually correct about these things that there's some kind of CinemaCon or something in December of this year. It's like kind of a low-key event. It's not like Comic-Con or E3. It's kind of a lower-key thing. But they said that Spider-Man 3 footage will be shown. Okay. So we may get... I, I doubt they're going to come right out the bag and show Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, but they could at least allude to it. Maybe even have Tobey Maguire, Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield all like be at the event. Yeah. And that would just confirm it. You know, some small, like just, just give us a little head nod. Just
1: right. Right. Don't, don't give us these, these nothing quotes. Don't, deny stuff or say things aren't confirmed may, maybe move in the direction of confirming a little bit you yeah know. come on it'll Keep be it in december forward. the holidays december.
0: hopefully we find out <laughs> yeah oh do you want the, to uh do you want to get into some movie reviews matt
1: that's what i was thinking i was gonna put it to you which uh <laughs> which you were wanting to talk to talk about first
0: um let's talk Let's talk
1: the hotter one.
0: I let's let's talk about the trial of the Chicago Seven. Okay. Um. So everybody, like uh, always, I'll spit you some facts about this film real quick. Um. This film was released last weekend on Netflix. Uh. It's a drama, historical thriller. I guess uh, that's what IMDb lists lists it at. It's about two hours and ten minutes. It's rated R. Uh. You will realize that. Um. A couple minutes in. And the story is read as uh, the story of seven people on trial stemming from various charges surrounding the uprising at the 1968 Democratic National Convention in Chicago, Illinois, Um, directed by Aaron Sorkin, uh, written by Aaron Sorkin. And it's all star cast here. Michael Keaton, Alex Sharp, Sasha Baron Cohen, Eddie Redmayne, um, really a stellar cast here. Joseph Uh,
1: Gordon-Levitt.
0: Yes, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, just a hell of a lot of people in this movie, and I'll I want to turn it to you first, Matt. What did you think of this thing?
1: So, I was going in, I knew roughly the history of this event, I knew the 1968 Democratic National Convention was just kind of a mess. Bobby Kennedy assassinated before it. Um, just this it was the sixties, so it was just really difficult for for everyone involved. I don't um, I don't want to cut you
0: off real quick, but I, I will interject there. I did dig the opening credits on how they kind of kind of set the stage showing like, okay, so MLK just got assassinated. Yeah. Kennedy just got assassinated. They kind of paint the picture of the Vietnam War showing how many troops are going overseas. Um I guess it's fair to say that there's gonna be spoilers ahead, although yeah. as well put by binge Boy's run through host megan uh you can't spoil something that's already happened in history.
1: <laughs> that's a good point, yeah,
0: so um however, if uh, personally speaking, I didn't know much, I mean I knew about the general United States feeling about the un- the Vietnam War and yeah. the protests and riots that occurred during, but I didn't know. Ah, uh, the extent, but sorry, I cut you off. Go, go, keep going.
1: no, you're good. but and and that was a point I wanted to hit that what it does really well is setting the stage of um just sort of how a courtroom drama around this event like could take place. and then sort of tells the story kind of in a different order because like the main event of the movie is the trial, but really the incident the trials about is actually revealed closer to like the climax of the movie, which I thought was something that was really unique and, and interesting. Um, and I feel like the movie was probably finished a while ago and they had it, uh, in the can. And then with a lot of the protests and uprising earlier in the year, they saw that this as a really good movie to really sort of at this, um, this moment in history that that we're in. So I, I really liked it. Um, I thought there was some moments where it was a little over the top, a little bit cheesy, but I, I just think it was a movie about a diverse sort of ensemble cast where each um, individual could shine. Um, and especially in a s- historical setting, I think that's um, difficult to do sometimes. So what were your thoughts?
0: Yeah, so um, I'm a big history nut. Uh, I love history. I love history movies. However, this one didn't grip me personally as much as I thought it was going to. Maybe I went in with super high expectations because I heard about all the buzz the movie had gotten. Um, Megan, uh, to bring her up again, she had been begging me for a couple days to watch it. You have to watch it. You have to watch it. You have to watch it. And I did. And let me just say this first off um number one aaron sorkin makes really good history movies he made vice i don't know if you ever saw vice matt
1: no but i really want to i love christian bale as well excellent
0: excellent excellent uh movie um i will say that this movie is brilliantly acted and i mean like everybody in this cast deserves a nomination um sasha baron cohen obviously a standout as well as uh eddie redmay he did amazing the judge the guy who played the judge oh my yeah uh, the judge the judge we could talk about him in a minute yeah um joseph gordon lovett kind of does what joseph gordon lovett does yeah um, he's great but you know he nothing super duper stand out from him i wish i remembered the character's name and the the actor's name but the guy who played the the black gentleman that was oh, under uh, fire bobby seal yeah bobby seal yeah
1: that I, guy deserves a nomination I came away wanting to learn about the real life Bobby seal because of just the, the character portrayed on screen. If it was anything like he was in real life, then you can, you can sense
0: just how the actors portray these people. Like, like the amount of how passionate these people were about their cause. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that they openly would like scream at the judge, disrupt the, the service, um, to get their point across and yeah they'll take a couple what was it uh, oh uh contempt, conduct. Counts
1: of them. contempt of court yeah
0: contempt of court that's it um i think at the end there bobby had 24 counts of
1: contempt of court i think that was the defendant's lawyer oh B- yes yes, yes yeah yes he, no seal uh his were decreased because his trial got changed i feel like that's the only way he uh didn't end up with just that many
0: yeah um so that that's what i can say there um this movie takes 90 90 percent of it takes place in the courtroom Mm -hmm. so if you're looking for like a a high speed movie about protests and riots you won't get that there's a couple riot and protest scenes um ones that i found pretty engaging also though yeah um there's the one um in particular kind of towards the end of the movie where it shows the one dude getting bashed by the police baton and it was like oh my god
1: yeah it, it doesn't have uh have much that gives it that r rating but when it does go for it 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 really goes for it it's really brutal
0: yeah kind of hard to watch in some scenes
1: by design i feel like yes yes yeah. i
0: think i think they They really, and like you said earlier, I think with the times that we're in with all the riots and protests that we see nowadays, um, this movie couldn't have been timed better for sure. Uh, Almost scary. Like, I think you're right though. I think they had it in the hopper and I think this was supposed to be released in theaters, but Netflix, I think saw the opportunity of the fact that theaters aren't open and they probably pitched to whoever, Whatever company had backed this, Warner Brothers, maybe. I assume yeah. Warner Brothers because
1: uh, DreamWorks.
0: Dream. Oh, GMWorks. That's right. That's right. Sorry. And um I assume they just pitched them. Listen, give us, like, here's an ass load of money. Let us put this movie on they our star
1: studded, very yeah. relevant historical drama. You're, so you're I gave getting it, it.
0: I gave it a three out of five only because I wasn't as super drawn in. But again, uh, excellent writing brilliant Mm -hmm. acting i'm going to be pissed if nobody at least at least a couple of them deserve nominations
1: right um
0: and uh some brutal scenes so i'll give it a three out of five i i didn't hate it i don't regret watching it yeah but yeah that those are my final words what are yours matt
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i think uh for me what really just knocked it from from a five out of five to a, a four out of five was there was a little bit of cheesiness kind of like right at the end, like there was a literal slow clap after during what was it? What was it sort of undercut? What was a really like powerful moment? Um And also at the, during that it felt like the villain of the movie, the judge basically turned into <laughs> the antagonist of a nineties cereal commercial, <laughs> just kind of a very cartoonish version of himself. Which really kind of kind of took me out of it, but then it had one of my favorite tropes in a um, based on real life movie of you know saying where people all ended up. You know, some good some good endings, some s- bad endings, but yeah, overall I think it was um, a really good watch, a really important watch, and yeah, it was definitely worth the well worth the time put in.
0: Yeah, I I can agree. I'll touch there on the judge too. brilliantly acted you from the from the second the movie starts you think that dude's a total douchebag total racist total Mm -hmm. um, everything Uh, misogynist just a a shitty human being and the actor I wish I knew his name um, really makes you believe that
1: yeah no he was one of the I think he's the one that him or the guy who played Bobby Seal should get the the performance nods for this just Yes. (laughs) Two different ends of the spectrum, but two just yeah really nailed in performances.
0: Yeah, they they really sold their character to the point where I almost felt like I was watching a documentary. Definitely. Um but yeah, there there you go. The trials Chicago Seven available on Netflix now. Stream it. Uh we'll we'll bounce over to the other movie review we have today, and that's uh Clouds. So I, I wasn't aware of this film coming out uh until I I searched the streaming services in hopes of finding something that uh, that we would be able to that would be able to cover today. And uh, I found clouds. So clouds uh, is a Disney plus. I don't know if it's a Disney plus original. I know just it was a Disney movie. I don't know if they planned on putting it in theaters, Mm -hmm. Um, but it is on Disney plus exclusively. It's about it's a true story also. Um, based on young musician Zach Sobek I forget how to pronounce it sorry (laughs) R.I.P he discovers that his cancer is terminal leaving him just a few months to live with limited time he follows his dream and makes an album unaware that he will become a viral music phenomenon this was directed by Justin Baldoni written by Cara Holden Uh, and it stars a bunch of people that you probably haven't heard of unless you've watched Disney Channel a few of these were disney channel stars uh madison eisman uh she also had a role in the newest annabelle flick mm-hmm. um as well as sabrina carpenter finn argus i think played the lead role um i'll throw this one over to you again matt uh what do you think of clouds
1: uh well just to add to the list um Lil ray howard also known as the best friend from get out he uh <laughs> Was pretty good in that. He was one of my favorite characters. Damn it. That's who it was. The yeah. whole
0: time I was like, where have I seen this
1: dude? Yep. Yep. Only when I saw the the credits was I like, oh, there it is. You know, that's a pretty memorable name. Lil Ray Howard. But hey. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> my initial takeaway um, was that it was this was partially influenced by Disney Plus since it was one of the if you liked this, you'll also like this. Yeah. Um, it was a sort of a combination of the fault in our stars and a star is born sort of like the disney channel version of those movies uh that's combined. a good comparison wow <laughs> thank you yeah i was pr- i was proud to come up with that myself um i think yeah overall i think it was a solid movie a little bit um a little bit of everything it had like some happy moments had a lot of sad moments um had some music romance friendship um so it did a lot but i don't think it did one thing exceptionally well i felt like it kind of its tone was a little bit all over the place and i think that's also probably realistic for that kind of situation it seems like a lot of scenes would go from being kind of you know, jokey or whatever. And then all of a sudden, like one realization was had by, by either Zach, the, um, the the guy with cancer or someone in his family, just kind of realizing something, um, that that he wasn't going to be around for much longer. But so, yeah, I think overall, I think it was a three out of five for me, just a little bit too, Disney and some of the scenes just didn't seem to go anywhere um but I think you were a little bit warmer on it I think you were a four yeah four so
0: five. I I give it a four out of five um I personally am a sucker
1: for movies
0: that have the heart that pull on your heartstrings um especially movies that are based on true stories they really get me going I'm an emotional boy I cry I cried in this movie I'll be I'll be straight up and honest about it Um, Matt's, Matt hit it on the head. You get a little bit of everything. There's a lot of happy moments. There's a lot of moments that are going to make you go, oh, and, and real sad. There's a couple of goosebumps moments. You get, you get them all. You, you got, um, a fine cast. Nobody stands out particularly. I think you said that as well. There's not, there's not really one aspect of the movie that stands out over the others. I just found it to be a, a really good um entertaining watch i at first within the first 20 minutes i watched it with my girlfriend and i looked at her and i said i don't know this might like you said this might be a little too disney yeah um for my liking but i i gave it more time and i watched it you know it, i started out playing on my phone kind of scrolling through twitter watching it but by the end of it i was uh just watching the movie straight up and um i i really enjoyed myself i i didn't hate it um if I if I want to make any kind of critiques, they kind of they kind of drag it out a little bit. And um, I agree with Matt. He hit that nail on the head as well of to Disney. There is a there's a few tone problems with like this is supposed to be a really sad movie. But like now they're joking about how he's going to die in two weeks. And that and it's like even though he's the one making the jokes, it still comes off like man, we get it. The guy's going to die. Let's, let's move on. Like it's,
1: yeah, I I don't know. I feel bad critiquing a character of a real person who's (laughs) now deceased, but I felt like, um, they never like, he like everything was a joke to him. Um, and that's, you know, I mean, he's a boy in high school, so that's probably the way he's dealing with his emotions. But I was just like, all right, someone's going to like call you out on it. I know you're, terminally ill but
0: yeah that (laughs) I I went and listened to the song you know the the song Clouds that Mm -hmm. the the guy actually made and they sound identical um I don't know if it was the real I don't know if he was really singing.
1: I don't think he was oh that upsets me that might dock it down to a three. Um, Really?
0: (laughs) I I mean I really like I really truly love it like in movies like The Star is born where Bradley Cooper like took the time to learn how to play the guitar and sing like F- stars born was a five out of five for me i i, mm-hmm. I thoroughly loved that movie i um, mean still do and th- th- this matt hit all the great points it's it's a mixture of the stars born and the fault in our stars yeah um easily no doubt about it um so yeah i'll, I'll sum it up there and and say this is a solid family movie um, That's A good point yeah a solid watch. This is something my mom probably would have dragged us to the theater to see. It would have been a good family movie. Um, so if you have some free time and maybe you want a, a movie to watch with your significant other, this, um, this is a good one. Uh, it's more lighthearted. I'll say, well, given the circumstances, it's a more lighthearted movie than the trial of the Chicago seven. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of yelling in that movie. There's not much yelling here. No. Um, uh-
1: not really any. I think maybe just the parents between each other a little bit. No, I, I did enjoy that aspect. I
0: didn't see, the, you know, they always focus on the kid that's dying, but they never show like the parents' emotions. Mm-hmm. They kind of dive into that a little bit. How the wife says, "You haven't looked at me since the diagnosis," and he says, "How well? How the hell could I? Our kid's yeah. dying. The last thing I'm thinking about is making love to you right now."
1: Like so, I think I I think I cracked the case on why that scene got put in. So the movie was based off a memoir written by the mom in like the the twelve weeks, like right after he died. So just like the memory of your child dying is like crazy fresh, and you write this, you know, book that gets picked up and, and turned into a movie. So it's just like kinda kinda crazy. So it's not surprising that sort of her um an insight into sort of the, the grown-up side of it is is brought in that that was a part i thought was a little bit interesting because i didn't see it like i don't know it, it's another one that it was like sort of a storyline that didn't really like go anywhere i appreciate that it was included when it's often um left out but yeah it seemed a little bit um leading to leading not really leading to much
0: yeah i can agree so I think that's where we can leave it. The clouds again on Disney plus streaming. Uh, This is not one that you will have to pay $30 for. You can stream this for free. No worries. So if you'd like a movie like what we described, go check it out. If not, then uh, maybe just uh, tune in to one of these sitcoms. We're about to talk about. There you go. How about that? How about (laughs) that for a transition? (laughs) So uh, y'all know that, the uh, the dealio. We go through our top ten. If we have discussion, then um, I guess we never uh, mentioned the fact that Mitch isn't here. But Mitch, oh, <laughs> Mitch, <laughs> Mitch. Better late than never. Mitch went out of town uh, earlier than he expected, so he missed tonight's episode, but, uh, but regardless, <laughs> shouts to you, Mitch. <laughs> but That's anyway, yeah, me. you know the top ten rule. We, we've done it a thousand times, uh, more like four or five, but you get it. Um, Matt we're we're, as you covered we're kind of hitting the opposite side of the aisle last week we did our live action sitcoms and this week we're doing our animated I will say when I looked up animated sitcoms I was surprised at the list that I was given like I didn't expect like Spongebob to be a sitcom but yeah by definition I think a sitcom says like a 30-minute comedy
1: yeah i yeah i found that list as well or maybe i just copied it from from yours but i'm like well if spongebob is being counted like that's going on there you know spoiler oh, yeah. alert sorry but hundred
0: percent like
1: yeah definitely a wide variety i mean i guess i found that when looking up live action sitcoms as well i'm like really that's a sitcom is and i'm like well you yep. I I feel it, the exact same yeah so yeah round us out give us give me your number 10 there matt uh so number this is going to be criminally low to some people but my number 10 is the simpsons it's not something i ever like dedicated myself to watching you know the every simpsons ever that seems to be happening constantly on fx or whatever but just kind of one of the one of the goats in the genre so i felt like i had to pay it respect and i've always Found at least a few jokes that really just put me in stitches in pretty much every episode that I watched. So that'll be sort of the theme of my the lower entries on my list of things that I know are great, but I may not have a as strong a connection as some others. So yeah, my number ten is is The Simpsons. So where where is your list starting, Logan? Uh,
0: I couldn't agree with your your statement there, Matt. Um, my ten through six essentially is shows that i have seen enough episodes of to respect but i haven't seen enough to be able to put them in the top five but yeah so without saying i'm gonna get roasted for this um rick and morty is number 10 for me i know i know i know i know <laughs> i i've watched very limited amount of episodes of rick and morty um can this statement i don't find it that hilarious yet i'm yeah. gonna i'm still trying i'm gonna <laughs> i've got a list of shows that I'll, I'll read off here at the when we cover what we're watching currently um that i that i plan on watching rick and morty is on there right um so i plan on truly going in on it but for right now rick and morty's number 10 i respect it i know it's one of the most beloved yeah animated sitcoms there are even though it's only been like three seasons in, the, in existence so
1: Number nine, there, Matt. What you got? Uh, number nine, kind of another, um, more classic entry, "King of the Hill." Um, not from Texas, so I can't relate to it in that. But I feel like, um, you know, there's just a lot in there that that you can relate to, even if you're not from that area or have lived in that sort of uh, southern culture. But I just think it's really, really well written. Um, it's sort of a good example of, like using humor to not necessarily make fun of something but to kind of comment on it but mm-hmm. also making fun of the parts that are you know worth making fun of so yeah king of the hill for number nine what's yours
0: my number nine is a weird entry man Um, a lot of people are gonna find that it's weird that i put this above rick and morty however uh apple tv plus launched a again sitcom uh, with the creators of Bob Ber- Bob's Burgers um, very low key unheard of show but it's called Central Park it's uh, okay. it's a musical sitcom um, but the cast is awesome and it's genuinely funny uh, and the animation is the style is the same as Bob's Burgers you would think it's Bob's Burgers if you didn't know otherwise um, and I enjoyed the watch through of it I think I, I gave the first season a three I know we don't do half numbers, but I would give it a three and a half out of five. It was a solid animated adult. It's not like raunchy, but they make adult references where you're like, mm-hmm. ah, aha, look at that.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: So that's my number nine. What you got for number eight?
1: It's uh, going right along with uh, adult shows, uh, but this is very raunchy. South Park. Um. Again, just sort of like I said, a, a good idea of using humor to sort of show the ridiculousness of it but this is south park's usually a bit more uh more critical or or, and mean-spirited towards uh what it thinks deserve it and yeah it's just an again probably a little bit low for some people but i've never you know made sure i was home at thursday or whenever it would come on to watch the brand new episode as soon as it came out but Anytime it's been on, there's been at least a little bit to to laugh at or sort of being able to sort of go back and I feel like it's a really good conversational show. Like you can talk ask you know sort of anyone in our demographic. Oh, what's one of your favorite South Park episodes? And right, and they'll have something to say. So sure, yeah. If only to help me in my uh, terrible awkwardness at being able to have small talk with people, South Park's been there for me. <laughs>
0: my uh my number eight um is on here for the respect kind of that you gave the simpsons mm-hmm. um and that's again <laughs> we're just gonna repeat this message haven't seen enough episodes of it, <laughs> but i know enough american dad okay is my number eight i again i really truly want to watch american dad but the thing about these animated sitcoms is like i feel like i'll never get caught up there's so many like isn't The Simpsons and South Park like the two most seasoned shows on television? It's like that and SNL. I think. yeah yeah <laughs> like those three and like uh like NCIS and stuff like those yeah. shows have like thirty plus seasons. I feel like I'll never even if the episodes are only twenty five minutes long, I'll never get caught up on that. No, um, but American Dad, I've watched enough episodes to know that it's funny, um kind of a spin-off of family guy if you would um but yeah there's there's American Dad what's your seven or sorry what's what's your eight no it's seven. Just, Oh, okay sorry yeah. my bad I was I was flip-flop what's your seven
1: <laughs> you're good uh my number seven is the first entry that uh that Toonami or no this was Adult Swim I guess hooked me up with uh and that will continue to be a trend the Boondocks um it was a show that I was probably a bit too young the first time I watched like a little bit of it, but um, just definitely a different look than a lot of stuff, sort of a combination of like, like an anime, but also very Southern, very um, uh, sort of black. It, it was focused on entertain Like um, it was made for and by, um, you know, black creators. And I think that that's something to be respected. And I found it just mm far funnier than I probably should have as a white kid from the suburbs of Chicago, but I liked what I liked. I'm not taking it back. So where's your number seven?
0: My number seven, uh, similarly to what you said, South park. Okay. Um, We'll get into it more later. Tease, tease, but um, I've seen enough of it to get the hype. And I love that South park also has always like this. They're very culturally at like, they're very current. It's a very current show. Yeah. It's not a show like Family Guy or The Simpsons that will like make a joke about something that's going on in real life. Like South Park has full episodes, almost like the pandemic special that I watched a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're very current with their content and I admire that. So South Park is at seven. I'm sure as as I watch more of it, it'll it would rise on my list. But um, for sure. As of right now, it's a seven.
1: Yeah. And I, something else about South Park that I didn't give them credit for is sort of what you said, how just the turnaround time of their episodes, they were able to like, have like, you know, parodies of the Trump uh, Hillary debate, like three days after it happened. Like their next episode was featured, like relevant things that had happened, like in that debate that they couldn't have like guessed. So just a lot of respect for, for that turnaround time.
0: Agreed. What's what you got for your number six rounding um, out the lower half of our top tens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, the last one of the first half is uh family guy. So, you know, same sort of thing. Pro- I, but I've, I think this is the one, the, the phase of the list where we're starting to, where I've seen more of it. I think I've seen the first few full seasons. Cause it was just a show that you could throw on while doing literally anything, tune in when you can, and you'll still be able to laugh. Um, I think the the cutaway gags definitely don't um, aren't for everybody and definitely get a little bit old after a while. But some of the ones that are a little bit more thought out and sometimes just like a bit drawn out uh, would just always leave me in stitches. So, yeah, what's what's the last one of your your first your bottom five, I guess?
0: Uh, The Simpsons. Okay, I've seen a lot more episodes of The Simpsons and um also the simpsons movie which i think is hilarious um i love the simpsons family um another one that i really truly want to binge but there's so many of them man that it's like it's a task it's yeah if you launch my disney plus watch list right now there's only one thing on it and it's the simpsons (laughs) and one day i will start it But, (laughs) but not today i have other sitcoms animated to run through before i run through something that's 35 seasons long so what's what's your number five what's starting out your real top favorite sitcoms that are animated
1: (laughs) my number five is archer i think it's a show that um i watched a decent amount of in college um so just sort of uh mixes with the the memories of just sort of hanging out you know maybe um having a beverage or two while watching that it was maybe before we went to a party or something. So just a good, a show for that kind of environment and just really funny, a really unique setting um, for a workplace comedy that sort of hit um, beats of, you know, both international spy and also just annoying people at work. So just like sort of a really clever combination that hasn't really been matched uh, in my mind since. So, Yeah, my number five is Archer. What about you?
0: My number five is Bob's Burgers. Um, Seen quite a bit more of Bob's Burgers. Really enjoy it. Um, I'm a big fan of that animation style. Part of the reason I really digged um, Central Park so quickly is because I loved the the kind of, uh, you know, the... What am I trying to say? The like the th- humor, the... style. I really dig. Okay. Um. So Bob's Burgers really funny. They're supposed to have Bob's Burgers movie come out this year. I'm not sure if it got pushed back because of COVID or not. But, mm. um, but yeah, man. Uh, Bob's Burgers quite funny. If you haven't seen it, I recommend checking it out. It's it's pretty good. Uh, otherwise, uh, what you got?
1: Uh, my next entry, number four, is uh, is Rick and Morty. So, now we're getting into the repeats here. Um, I put it a, a fair bit higher um, because I watched the first three seasons basically in a day and a half. Wow. Um, and I just thought it was really clever. Um, again, really unique settings, especially in like a sci-fi environment. Um, there's some others... Um, sort of in that space that i also really appreciated so if it can get closer to animated sci-fi stuff but have a new spin on it um which i think they do with the both the the characters of both rick and morty um i think they play off each other really well um and also just dan Harmon's sort of classic really complicated jokes or jokes you really have like pay attention for or Google like four different things to like understand or just watch a YouTube video that points it all out and makes you feel really smart. Like, oh yeah, I could have gotten that too. Um that's uh yeah that's that's why I like Rick and Morty and that's why it's cracking cracking the top four here.
0: Yeah, my I got Family Guy for number four for me. Like okay. you said, hitting the repeats, Seth McFarland's comedy is unmatched. Um <laughs> he's just a genius i I, that's all i can say it's one of the best comedies ever it will continue to be one of the best comedies ever and um i won't spend much more time on it besides that what you got at
1: number three my number three uh i talked about a little bit but spongebob as is mine oh there we go so we can we can just have it free wheel in here uh I feel like I've been starting and taking a lot of what you had to say, so I can let you go first. This no, time. yeah,
0: I mean, there's not much to say that hasn't already been said about SpongeBob, all-time cartoon. Um, like we said at the top, once we heard that SpongeBob was considered a sitcom, like it, it's it's going on the list. It's, yep. Uh, it's awesome. There's so many episodes of SpongeBob. It's actually like unreal. Also, another show that has been on for twenty plus years. Um so all in all just a, a great watch there as well
1: um, what do you think you've got going for your number two my number two is uh, kind of the new kid in town that uh, recently wrapped well not like a year ago uh, Bojack Horseman yeah uh, really unique in storyline and art style just kind of everything about it was just a little bit out of left field and I thought I was like really hesitant to get started because I thought it was just, it looked stupid just like scrolling through it on Netflix. But uh, then once I finally took the plunge, I'm so glad I did. I feel like every character um, sort of has a, a show long arc, which I think is really, really difficult to do, um, especially in animation since we're talking about so many of these shows just seem to go on forever. You can't really have a character grow and start somewhere, grow and sort of end in a different place. If you need the the episodes to keep pumping out forever and ever. So yeah, I think just that growth is what really put it um, in the number two spot for me. What about you?
0: Number two for me, I've got F is for family, Netflix, uh, adult humored, I guess, again, you can call it a sitcom uh, starring Bill Burr, um, I love Bill Burr, one of my favorite comedians of today. Uh, I genuinely look forward to each season. I think they just announced that uh, that the next season will be its last. Unfortunately, I hate to hear it, but um, yeah, dog, I uh, I love me some F is for family. Real right. funny, real raunchy. Uh, kind of gives you that classic sitcom, like feel it takes place in like the 70s, I think. Mm -hmm. so it just feels sitcom-y um so yeah i I quite enjoyed it uh what you got for your number one sitcom animated
1: well it's not only my number one animated sitcom but it's actually my number one television program of all time futurama wow yeah so i was kind of hinting at it earlier when talking about rick and morty uh just the so- animated science fiction um, angle. And it also, you know, is from Matt Gro- Groening from The, what, the Simpsons Guy. Um, so just sort of that really smart writing um, in kind of like a, a setting that I think allows him to sort of take more, not necessarily more risks, but sort of just like bigger swings, um, just going to all the different planets and just all the visual gags and the, there's some really classic episodes there as well, like where are are you familiar or, or not really?
0: Yeah, I, I've watched it's another one of those where I've watched limited episodes um but know enough about it to know that it's quite funny. Yeah. Gotcha. Same animation style as The Simpsons. Um I dig it. Yeah. Futurama. Yeah. I just haven't watched enough of it to really give it the that place on the list yet. I
1: gotcha. Yeah. No, there's just there's just some really classic episodes like Jurassic Bark where you find this fossilized dog and uh just some others that, that'd probably make me tear up if I thought about them. Like there's one where he's like living in the dream like of his mom from it's really complicated like how it happens, but it's it's a tearjerker, man, but it's not just sad, it's also extremely hilarious. And I was glad that they were able to get their um last season to to wrap it up i didn't have to just do four movies and and call it a day so right yeah my number one of all time futurama
0: futurama yep my number one of all time is bojack horseman oh love me some bojack horseman man ever since the show came out way back when five years ago or so i have loved it um I've, I've I, I love it it's uh very deep surprisingly very mm-hmm. mature ca- tackles some real world issues like addiction and um absent parents and uh, uh but also like tackles like modern it, it also like shows just how cringy modern day Hollywood is um and yeah it's it's an absolute banger of a show it's not super duper obvious humor it's kind of like it's not like f is for family where the humor is like punchline in your face um bojack is more like you got to think about it and you're like ah that was funny yeah um it's not laugh out loud funny is what i guess i want to say which could be taken good or bad but um but yeah bojack horseman that's my number one as uh for top 10 animated sitcoms and, so what uh, I'm
1: hearing is we're gonna have to do an episode by episode recap podcast of Bojack Horseman. Bojack horseman. Can we call it Podjack Horseman? <laughs> <laughs> of course, we can call it whatever we want. Bojack cool, man. Podman? I don't know.
0: I don't. I don't know, man. Um, before we wrap up, do you want to just give the people a, a, an insight about what we're currently? Binging <laughs> on, uh, <laughs> for television or whatnot. I can go ahead and go first if, if you'd like.
1: Yeah, lead us off.
0: So I have this list um of shows that I want to watch. I don't know. There's no due date. They're <laughs> just shows I want to watch in my phone. So those shows are Dexter, Raised by Wolves, Succession, Doom Patrol, Boardwalk Empire, Cobra Kai, The Big Bang Theory, Sherlock. The Sopranos, The White House Murders, The West Wing, South Park, The Simpsons, The Boys, and Hellstrom on Hulu just came out too. So out of all of those, currently I'm currently watching Outsider. Mm -hmm. I just finished The Haunting of Bly Manor. Review coming for that next week when Mitch is back. Um, And then I decided that South Park is going to be my I'm too tired to watch a full hour episode of outsider or whatever drama I'm watching. So let's throw on a couple episodes of South park before bed. And, uh, and so far I-, I watched the first one last night. Um, hilarious. Uh, even though some. technically of- could, could watch any of them in any order, but just gonna start from the beginning and watch the animation gradually get better and better and better as the years go on so yeah Um. so currently i guess you can peg me as i'm watching dexter whenever i feel like taking a break from whatever else south park and the outsider mm-hmm. Um. since the outsider isn't hot we won't review that here but i think after outsider i think cobra kai is going to be consumed i have okay. never seen karate kid Believe Ooh. it or not, big one. So me and my roommates are going to watch Karate Kid at some point this week, and then we're all going to start the show. So those 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 are the three pieces of programming that I'm currently consuming. What about you, Matt? What you got going on?
1: Nice. So my my watching schedule's been a bit limited. I had some some stuff to take care of this business, or uh, I had some business to take care of this weekend involving a, a fair bit of driving. So. I've been big into the podcast and not just making them, listening to podcasts and audio uh, audiobook game. Uh, so I came to talk about a few of those. Um, the podcast that I'm I'm really digging now is called Dissect. Um, it's a Spotify. Not it wasn't original, but he got acquired by them, so it's a music podcast that goes um basically song by song of so far um like sort of modern classic uh hip-hop albums so i he started with um to pimp a butterfly then he did like a beautiful dark twisted fantasy and right now he's mid-season on uh, childish gambinos because the internet um is, is each is each episode a different song or is each
0: episode an uh, an album
1: so each season is an album and then yeah each episode is like a song um and just the guy has uh you know mu- he's a degree in like music theory so he's like listens to the beat and then says oh it's like this chord progression and and you know classical music that's used to denotate this so you can tell that like the story being told over the album is like taking this direction and then he analyzes the lyrics and any sort of illusions that are made um, in it, I think. Um, I think my my favorite season, if you just want to listen to to one, is of Tyler the Creator's Flower Boy. Um, it was an album that I didn't I didn't listen to until I heard that he was going to dissect it, um, and just I I never uh, never gave Tyler his due until I listened to it and just does some crazy stuff and make some uh just has it all work in ways that do- just doesn't seem like it, it should and just all these people are just on way different levels than than any of us mere mortals it seems like so yeah if uh if you want to wait for for each episode i think they drop uh tuesday so i'm anxiously awaiting every tuesday to listen to a little bit more about uh because the internet and then and audio book i've been listening to is uh maybe the reason why i was able to pull um the fault in our stars out of nowhere uh it's from the the author of that same book um john green i'm reading his most recent book or listening to his most recent book uh turtles all the way down um actually a big fan of it because it takes place right here where i'm at in uh in indianapolis so there's references to. Things I'm like, oh, I know where you're talking about. He has, has to like explain all the geography of it. I'm like, oh no, you don't. You're wasting your time. I know exactly where the corner of you know yeah. 86th and Ditch is. I know 465 is the road that goes all the way around the city. Come on, let's get into it. But it's interesting. It's about um, a girl who struggles with um, compulsive tendencies and sort of thought spirals. So just um, that and. All that's going on her, her friends wrapping her into find help her gain a hundred thousand dollar reward to help find a uh, local billionaire who's vanished off the face of the earth. So, yeah, a little bit, a little bit different. Um, unfortunately, none of my two suggestions really quite fit with the what we are watching segment name, but that's just what I've been digging: the Dissect podcast and the Turtles All the Way Down audiobook.
0: Wow. Well, if you guys enjoy those kinds of things, well then take Matt's recommendations there. I'm definitely gonna check out the dissect podcast now after this. So um so yeah, I think that's that's it for our what are we consuming or what are we watching? <laughs> uh and then uh that's it for one hundred forty three, round of applause for Matt for running the show tonight.
1: <laughs> well, thank you, Logan. I learned from the best.
0: <laughs> oh, stop it quit you.
1: Um, (laughs) and
0: so, um, so yeah, folks follow the Instagrams. Uh, you can follow Matt and I personally, as well as the binge boys podcast. Remember that these episodes come out every Tuesday, um, as well as the run through coming out every, I think we're going twice a month. Um, So for those of you who haven't listened, Matt made a reference to it earlier. Jurassic Park was the first one we did. That was all. So the run through is us taking a movie that's either a classic or just a movie that is um, either very much so relevant in pop culture. Or maybe it's a movie that came out around the same time or a movie that is celebrating an anniversary. Or it's a movie that's related to a holiday. We've got a bunch of them coming up. The next one we're recording is based on 2013's The Conjuring. Uh, Just in time for spooky season. I think (laughs) it's going to drop the the Thursday prior to Halloween. I think we're also doing for November. We've got Planes, Trains, and Automobiles as one of them. That's a Thanksgiving-centric movie, as well as Twilight. Oh, and uh, not to tease you even more, but December I think we've got um, Elf and Doctor Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey version, of course, um, the greatest holiday movie of all time. <laughs> I don't know about that. We could we could fight about that for hours. But anyway, guys, yeah, check out that programming. Check out the yeah. other stuff we've got going on. Maybe we've got some merch coming. We'll see. Ooh. Ooh. I may or may not be wearing. shirt right now <laughs> um,
1: for those of you listening Logan may or may not have been modeling in this I, audio yeah. only medium
0: yes in the in the audio only medium I am showing off my chest but yeah guys thanks for tuning in shouts to Mitch you suck just kidding you don't suck uh, we're excited to have him back next week as well as uh, a co-star that's going to be there too I'm rambling we're getting out of here <laughs> bye Matt
1: Yeah.